Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay. As always, today we are finishing up our player review, no longer preview series, because today... We've talked about every single member currently on the Avalanche team right now and will be for next season. Now we move on to the ones no longer with us, our in-memoriam departure reel. Should we just have like a moment of silence for him? We could, but that's probably awful radio. Yeah, that's terrible radio. But but you, you listening to this, you, I'm talking to you directly. Pause it for about 15 seconds and just have your own moment of silence. Yeah, because... These players were near and dear to all of our hearts and uh, they are no longer with the Avs and they went and pursued greener pastures and got uh, more money. Uh, so you can always cheer for more money. Um, but who do we even start with? Cause it's a, there's a big three that left. There's a big and, three. Let's start with the most painful one, which is Nazem Kadri. Yeah. Cause we knew this was coming. We knew pretty much all season that it was coming and yet it didn't just happen. It took a month for it yeah. to finally happen. And we'd all pretty much accepted it and moved on. But it still was weird when it finally did happen. Nazem Kadri goes to the Calgary Flames, which I didn't. I don't think any of us thought going into the offseason would happen. No. But he gets a 7 times 7 maybe a little less than what we thought he would get but probably a pretty fair contract considering yeah. the circumstances and goes to really a, doubled his salary <laughs> yeah, goes to a revamped Calgary flames team, which doesn't have Johnny Gaudreau or Matthew Kachuk anymore and now has uh, Jonathan Huberdeau and Nazem Kadri. So they'll be a very interesting team to watch this season, but man, I, I just, I know it would have been hard and it's not realistic and not feasible, Man, would it have been great to get Kadri back? It would have been, but he's 30. He's going to be 32 when the season starts. Yeah. Like that contract's going to end. He's going to be 38, 39. I don't imagine by the time he's 36 that this contract's going to look super great. And I think that was one of the hesitations with the apps. I really do. Um, because they probably were offering him what? Probably like four years. Yeah. Maybe? They're probably offering him maybe six, six and a half for maybe four, maybe five years at that yeah. point, which if you're Nazem Kadri, that doesn't make a lot of sense to no. accept. I, I believe the Avs made a good faith effort to keep him. I don't believe they just told him, see you, thanks for your service. They wanted to keep him, and he wanted to stay, but someone would have had to give on it. Either Kadri has to give up on the money in the term, 
or the Avs have to do the same and give him more money or more term, potentially both. And we're using logic right now, but the emotional part of me is like, well, why didn't we just do it anyway? Yeah, and it it leaves a massive void on the avalanche. I think replacing Nazem Kadri is going to be very difficult. Um, and he had, without a doubt, his best season of his career this year. Probably won't come close to that again. Probably won't come close to it again. But, man, was it a fun ride with him these past three years. He, he really was a roller coaster of emotions with Nazem Kadri. Um because you knew how vital he was to the team. And then he'd do some stuff and you'd be like, dude, like you're so fucking good. Why are you still getting caught up in all this bullshit of these cheap shots in the playoffs? And he really, this year put it all together and was, you could make the case. He could have potentially been the abs MVP for the year. Yeah. When, when you look at it and look at everything he did, I mean, this guy had 87 points in 71 games. If he doesn't get hurt against the Sharks, he probably reaches 100 points. Yep. But it's, it's an abs curse. No one hits 100 points for the You can't hit 100 points on the Avalanche. Yeah. You simply, even McKinnon hasn't done it yet. Yeah. E- everything Nazem Kadri touched this season turned to gold. The season before, he was struggling, he couldn't score. Everything that went wrong for him last year went perfectly for him this year. Yeah, he was fantastic all year. And it was probably one of the better redemption stories in the NHL this year um, because he was not very good in that 2020-2021 season. He just wasn't. Yeah, and it's actually funny, though. When you look under the hood, like the, the underlying stats are not that different. No, it's just everything worked this time. Yep. For him. The passes he made ended up in the back of the net and the shots he took went in the back of the net this time. Yeah. And I'm going to miss him. What he went through off the ice in the playoffs um, takes that cheap shot from Evander Kane, which I don't know about you. I cannot wait to watch the battle of Alberta this year between Kane and Kadri. That's going to be beautiful. Um, well, it's, also, with... it's also fun now because now we have a side in the yes. of Alberta. Now we are full Calgary in that. Yes. The only thing I hate about it is he went to Calgary. I wish it was a different team that was in the East the because I really don't like Calgary. I just don't. But now that Nazem Kadri's there, I'm going to have a soft spot for him, which yeah. kind of pisses me off. I, mean, uh, I, I don't, I don't hate Calgary. Uh, there are many more teams in the Western conference. I hate way more than them. I, I hate at least two other teams higher in their own division. Yeah. Edmonton, no, like, I agree with that, but I just wish it would have been an East team. Like, uh, like we wouldn't have seen the Islanders in the Stanley. Cup. Right. Right. Like that would have been perfect, but replacing him is going to be very difficult. I wish Nazem Kadri nothing but the best. He went to, he's one of, Denver's like beloved heroes now um, for what he did for the city. Like, uh, did anyone have the better storylines in the playoffs than Nazem Kadri? No, no. He completely reversed the narrative about him. Like he got screwed with the Bennington ship, but we all know that wasn't Kadri's fault. If like, Nazem Kadri was legitimately at fault there, do you really think the NHL would have let him get away with yeah. it? That, that's like, how no. not at fault he was. We're talking about Kadri. Yeah. who the league constantly has under a microscope. If Correct. he was really at fault, he would not have gotten away with it. Yeah, he would not have. So he got involved in that. And I think if it's any other player on the abs who ran into Bennington like that, like if it was Val Nachushkin, it's it not even Aaron Helm. No one yeah. would have cared. It was only that it just so happened to be Kadri yeah. that we have these conversations and it leads to all the shenanigans from Bennington having a full-on wah-wah baby meltdown and chucking shit at him after the game all the the racist terrible threats sent to him by the awful city of St. Louis and goes out the next game and scores a hat trick yeah this the stuff that a if a Disney movie wrote it I would say it's contrived it they may turn that into a Disney story now that ESPN's back with the NHL. Like that wouldn't shock me. But I'm gonna miss Nazem Kadri. I wish him nothing but the best. He had a great year and he ends it with a cup and a broken thumb. And he's still like he and forty nine million dollars. Yeah, did that goal he scored is that the greatest one of the greatest goals in Avalanche history that game it's for def- overtime? It's at bare minimum top five. 
I'd argue top three. I would uh, too, but I'm saying at bare minimum, just off yeah. the complete top of my head, because there are a lot of goals in Avs history, a lot of important goals. It is bare minimum top five, yes. at least top three. Like it, it was, I remember being in the arena when that happened. We were sitting next to each other. I have it on video. Yeah, it was fantastic. And we will always have those memories. I cannot wait for the first game where he comes back to Colorado because it could be like a five minute standing ovation for him. It really could. Like, like I've been there for when Duchesne returned and when uh, Gruby returned and a couple other players returned. I think his like tribute video is going to be one of the most well-earned tribute vi- tribute videos out like, of any of them. If Nazem Kadri scores in his first game back to Colorado, he, he will may get, get cheered for. He, he will get cheered for. People will celebrate. It will be the loudest away goal any team has ever seen. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, that one broke my heart. But if you look at it just from logistics, from the we abs. Knew it, we trying, knew it was coming. Yeah. If you're looking to see how the abs can sustain success, it's not signing guys who are 31 coming off a career year to a seven by seven. It's just not, it's not smart business. And also so, not overreacting after Kadri made a dumb hit in the playoffs the year before. And people wanted him shipped to Ottawa for yeah. nothing. Just because so, he couldn't oh, I, do a lot. I know I, I would, I just, I just thought about that now where people are like, well, he's going to get traded because the, the, he already got traded from the lease because he can't be relied on. He hasn't changed. So he can't rely on him now. Thank God that people in abs management do not listen to Twitter. Yes. And so look what he did in the playoffs. Look what he did in the playoffs. St. Louis Blues broke his thumb and scored a top three goal in Avs history. Yeah. So good luck to Nazem Kadri. Let's move on to the next one that's even more near and dear to your heart. Um, And that is the man, the myth, the legend, Andre Burakovsky. Um, Berkey had an interesting year, to say the least. Um it was shocking to me that he still had a career high in points because there were moments in the year where Berkey did not look like he remembered how to play hockey. Yeah. Berkey went on several like 15 game stretches where he was just basically not even there, but the highs for him this season were higher than they'd ever been in his entire career. And that, that really was the difference when he did get hot, he put up four points. And he would have a hat trick and he would have a goal and an assist. Like sometimes for Berkey, he'd go 15 games without a goal, like with the caps and score once and then go another 15 games without a goal. And then it would just basically be the same thing over and over again. But Berkey is a streaky player and always has been. That's just the way he's been his entire career. When he does find it for five to 10 games, he legitimately has one of the best shots in the NHL. Yes. His wrist Without shot is, is ridiculous. And his playmaking skills are ridiculous. We should probably mention what happened too. He goes to Seattle. He signs a five-year contract, $5.5 million a year. He's going to get top line minutes with the Seattle Kraken. And I've been kind of repressing this all summer. I try yeah. to just not think about it because it's really the first time in Berkey's career, he's not on one of my teams, and I can't really just go shamelessly start following the Kraken now because I don't think I can get away with that. <laughs> and it sucks, but it's also hard to be upset because it literally ended the best way it could. It ended the best way it could, and I love the situation he's going to. I do, too. I think it is a perfect fit for Berkey um, because who's he going to get replaced by on the Kraken? Who Who like, is going Jordan, to take his Jordan, Jordan Eberle? Yeah, like who's going to take his minutes. He's going to play top six minutes without a doubt. I think he can flourish. I really wouldn't be shocked if we we're talking mid season. Andre Burakovsky has 30 goals. Like yeah. I, I think this is the I year. Think, I think mid season 30 goals is a lot, but well, no, no. I mean like he's on pace for 30. Goals. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I really think he could do that because the biggest thing is when Berkey goes cold, he gets bumped down in the lineup. When he was playing on those good Washington teams, there were better players who could replace him. Yeah. When he, eh, we, we can disagree on that. But you look at the the Avs, once they acquired Arturi Lekkinen, once Berkey started dipping, it, it was Lecky who took over that role. I, and I, I said that at the time after we acquired Lekkinen. If you play Lekkinen with Val, you can put Berkey down the third line. Berkey got healthy scratched in the playoffs yeah. again. Again. That's crazy. That's, that's still... Un- you never hear a guy getting scratched in the playoffs and then signing his biggest contract to date. You just never hear that. 
That like that is the kind of player that Berkey is. All of the talent, sometimes the most infuriating player you've ever seen. I really picked a great guy to hitch my wagon. Yeah. But in the games where he was good, the guy's got all the talent in the world. He yep. finishes the season with 61 points, 22 goals. Pretty much all 22 of them just came at once. Yep. And, it was like in a five-game span. Yeah. And in the playoffs, he has one goal that literally goes through the net against Nashville. And then <laughs> Stanley Cup final, he he picks his moments. He scores the overtime winner in game one, scores a goal in the first period of game two, breaks his hand. Breaks his hand. Just the like perfect definition of Andre Burakovsky. You, you do not need to know anything else about Andre Burakovsky other than he was scratched in the second round, scored the overtime winner in game one of the final scored a goal in the literal next period of game two, and then broke his hand right after that. Yes. That's all you need to know. That is his career straight up in a microcosm. Oh, his entire eight-year career, that's it. That's all and, you need to know. And we talked about Nas having a, a top three goal in Avs history. That that goal for Berkey's probably top 10. In for, game me, for me, it's top one. Yeah, for you, it's number one. But in, in Avs history, that's probably top 10. It, it was... It was just a surreal moment to what I the first thing I thought about when he scored was you. And I was like, oh, Griffin's probably losing his shit right now. That was a, like a payoff of eight years. Yeah. Like, I was like, like Griffin is my, losing his shit right now. My high as a hockey fan could legitimately never be matched by that. Yeah. Event. Like it, I'm, I'm not it, kidding. I know. I know you aren't. I can tell by your face. Um, but yeah, and then he goes and breaks his thumb in game two, and it's like, God damn, dude. Like, can this guy catch a fucking break? The guy, like, if I have one warning for Seattle, it is put him under an x-ray and find the magnets that are in his forearms. Yeah. And get those removed. Please, for his own safety, find those magnets in his arms and his hands and get them out. Because this guy cannot avoid getting hurt by pucks. I've I've seen him get hurt by a hit once. And he's been hurt like eight times. Seven yes. of them have been by pucks. Block shots, block passes. He's broken his ankle. He's broken his foot. He's broken both of his hands because shots and pucks just keep finding ways to hurt him. Yeah. It's not like he's soft and brittle. Like he's facing like 100 mile an hour slap shots that are not even directed in his direction that miss and go. And in. they hit him. And this one was Victor Hedman. It was just a pass, but it yeah. found like the soft spot in the glove and just broke it broke his thumb it was crazy ridiculous like i don't even remember him getting hurt and then you watch the replay and you're like oh yeah that's where he got hurt even then i was like is that the one yeah i was like, like yeah he got hit in the hand but like it didn't look like anything just hit him perfectly in the thumb where it just snapped it um but the thing that needs to be said about andre burakovsky he is beloved by his teammates like there is not another player in the league that i can think of that people love I, I don't know if you could find a former teammate of his that would have a negative thing to say about him. I completely agree. Like before we were going through his Twitter and just like the amount of love that everyone has for this guy. He's so good for a locker room. He's yeah. he's not like a leader or anything like that. He's just like, he's just like a team teddy bear. Like yeah. every, everyone just loves this guy. He's just so fun to be around. Like every time he does something ever, everyone's faces lights up every time he scores a goal. Everyone's always so happy for him. There's all this great behind the scenes stuff and everything with him. It's like Seattle is getting such a boost to their locker room that I don't even think they understand that they're getting. Yeah. Like th that is the most important part to me is he's a glue guy in the locker room. You need guys like Andre Burakovsky in your locker room. It helps that he's uber talented, but he can drive you crazy when he doesn't live up to that talent. But you will not find a teammate who has anything bad to say about him. Right. He like, you look at all of his teammates. Like Ovi loved him when he was there. Tom Wilson, it, like his best friend, Landeskog loves Berkey when he's Mac there. loved like, him. Basically, their little brother yeah. at that point. Everybody loves Berkey so, so much. And he's obviously he's not going to be like a locker room leader in Seattle or anything. It's so funny looking at Seattle's roster. Like I think like who would they name captain? I mean, Berkey probably wouldn't be too far down that list, right? Yeah, that'd be hilarious if you give him a full season, Captain Berkey. That'd be hilarious. Kraken, that would be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be another one of those players when he comes back. Like I don't know if he'll be as because his highs weren't as high as Nazem Kadri. He's not going to get the Kadri reception, but it'll be. 
Something. The team will lose their shit when he yeah. gets his tribute video. Like, like you'll, they will. you'll see the behind the, like there. I remember from last season after we played the Caps in Colorado and lost, where the it's the behind the scenes of them at the buses and it's Berkey and like half of the Caps, like basically yeah. all of them who were on the Cup team and in 2019, all of them were there just like in like a crescent moon around Berkey just talking to him yeah. like after after the game where they just that surprisingly aggressive game where they all kick the shit out of each other yeah and then they love him and he's going back i mean the kraken are slowly assembling just a team of abs castoffs um so i think the kraken may be my second favorite western conference team because they're just assembling the abs yeah they did what <laughs> they did the opposite of Vegas and they're acquiring players. I actually like. Yeah. So I I'm excited for Berkey. I think he's finally going to see consistent minutes. If it doesn't happen in Seattle, it is it's not going to happen. Ever. He, the, the man is 27. Yeah. Like it needs he, to is, happen. he is not a kid anymore. He's going to be 28 halfway through this season. Yeah. He's almost 30. If he does not get 30 goals and 70 points this season with top line minutes and potentially having like Maddie Beneers as his center, it is just not going to happen. And I will never talk about it again. Yeah. So we love you, Berkey. Best of luck. Um, let's move on to another player who was, we talked about a little bit in the last episode. He was criticized fairly here in Colorado. Uh, maybe not fairly, but he was criticized a lot. And I think that just comes with the position and that's Darcy Kemper. Um, we're lucky uh, ever since we started doing this show, I've become kind of a pseudo capitals fan with you. Um, Darcy Kemper signed a five year, $5 million deal with Griffin's hometown, Washington capitals. And 5. I ought five, 5.25. 5. Yes. I love that spot for him. I, I think there couldn't be a better spot for Darcy Kemper to land. Yeah. I, th- I think I said back in like February, that I think Darcy Kemper would be a perfect capital and they're absolutely going to go chase him down if we let him walk. And Kemper, we talked about him a little last episode. Like you said, you go through his month splits and they tell the whole story. It's like a 904, a 901, 920, 930, 940, gets poked in the eye against Nashville and is uh, barely treading water as 900 for the rest of the playoffs. And I think it is very fair to say that if Darcy Kemper doesn't get poked in the eye, the Avs could legitimately go 16-2. and two. Dude, he was so good in those two games against Nashville before he got poked in the eye. Game he two was, was amazing. Yeah. Game two, we won because of Darcy Kemper. Yeah, because, I mean, Ingram, that was his name. Yeah. Connor Ingram was shutting him in the He went like 20 minutes without facing a shot, Darcy Kemper. And he still was just rock solid. He gave up one goal. And until he got poked in the eye, he was fantastic. I... That is probably my biggest what if for this team is if Darcy Kemper doesn't get poked in the eye, how bad do they beat everyone? I I, I just love the absurdity of that yeah. statement. A, a what if when we went 16 and four, yeah. what, what like, if we went 16 and two or 16 and one instead, you know, it's possible. What it's, if? it's really possible. So I, I think Darcy Kemper is going to be good in Washington I get why we didn't sign him. Five years, he's going to be, what, 36 by the time that contract ends? Yes, right now he's 32, so he's yeah. going to be 37 by the time that contract expires. Like, for the, it makes sense for the Caps. Correct. It makes no sense for the Avs to correct. do it. The Capitals cap- do not have a choice. Yes, the Caps window is closing. The Avs is still wide open. They don't have a goalie. They yeah. they thought they had something in Samsonov and Vanacek. They were wrong. They were very, very wrong. And they were left with nothing. They let they need they even let Phoenix Copley go to LA, who I I doubt any of you listening even know who that is, which is exactly my point. That's that they completely redid all of their goaltending. They yeah. did not have a choice but to sign the best guy on the market. If you look at it, the Caps were really a goaltender away from being threats in the East. Yeah. Where the, it was an entire season of Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek going and taking turns of who is going to fail at their job today. And sometimes Samsonov would make the best save you've ever seen. If for if any of you want to know what I'm talking about, which I doubt because this is an Avs podcast, not a Caps podcast, there was a game towards the end of the season against the New York Islanders where Ilya Samsonov made one of the best saves you will ever see. Like a stick paddle, the Braden Holtby save from 2018. Five fucking minutes later, 
he is behind the net and just lazily throws it right to an island. I remember that. And does like a spin move back into his own net, has it go off of him and bounce up into the net. Worst goal you've ever seen. Yeah. I, I really think Darcy Kemper, to pull back Darcy Kemper, he's going to make the Caps a legitimate contender again. Like, like, the Caps are a good team still. I mean, with the Backstrom shit and all that stuff going on, they may not be as good. But if you get consistent play, like you got a Darcy Kemper and he can throw out like a 940 month, that Caps team's going to win a bunch that's, of games. That's a dangerous team. Yeah. And I know he played behind the, the Avs defense and everything, but it's like I said, it's the theory I had with him all year. The more shots he faces, I think the better he gets. Correct. And Correct. The, the, once he was hurt in the playoffs, those low danger chances that the Avs constantly let up against him started to go in. And Correct. you could definitely see that they had to adjust their game plan a lot to be like, oh. okay, we can't allow anything. Game anymore. five against St. Louis was one of the worst goaltending games I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Like he, Darcy Kemper was brutal in that game. The one, Tyler Bozak's overtime winner. I Terrible. still don't know how that went in. Terrible. I still don't know. That was the worst goal he allowed all playoffs. Yeah. It was like an unscreened shot from above the circle from a fourth liner with no power on it. It it just he didn't went, track it. He just he it just went it. right like it didn't even like it didn't go five hole. It just went right through him. Yeah, it, and I do agree. The eye injury had a lot to do with that. Like seeing an optometrist three times. A yeah, day. this and is that, not going to be a this is not going to be a dump on Darcy Kemper portion of the show because if we could have signed him to a three year deal, I, I think we would have done it. I would have done oh. it in a heartbeat. Like yeah, if we got him at like three times six, six million dollars yeah. for three years, the same term we signed Georgi up to, I really wouldn't have that big a problem with it. Yeah. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Football fans, the first Sunday of NFL season is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of football season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And as an added bonus for Week 1, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's real simple. Bet on an NFL team to win, and if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. Even if they go on to lose, you get your money. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. Like, yeah, I you're, wouldn't you're squeezing the cap for a lot of other guys, but you're locking up a very good goalie. Yeah, very good. The Darcy Kemper, the highs were high, but the lows were very low. And I'd say the lows were understandable. Yeah. He came to the team and the system was not what he was used to. Like, yes, he came from Arizona to Colorado. There is something to be said about that stark of a difference between Correct. that terrible Coyotes team and this amazing Avs team and the difference between the two. Once he got used to that, 930 months, 940 months, like from January to the end of the season was arguably one of the best goalies in the league. Like He was getting like, Vesna consideration. Right, he was. He was getting Vesna consideration and was going toe-to-toe and beating Shesterkin in a lot of categories. Correct. And then he gets hit in the eye. And then, like, just everyone just put a hand over your eye. You, can, you can't really see that much, can you? No. You know, kind of common sense. And now imagine a puck flying at you at 85 miles an hour. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be really was- difficult. It was it was bad, and he sat out in the Western Conference Finals, which I think he probably shouldn't have played in the St. Louis series. It's probably so weird to me. Yeah, he played the entire St. Louis series, and then I think I think he got hit in the face though against Edmonton. Yeah, like made he got concussion. Come back. Yeah, so he he rightfully sits out. Frankie comes in, does an admirable job, and. He comes back in the Stanley Cup final, and in the Stanley Cup final, it was truly like every other game with Darcy Kemper, you didn't know what you were getting. 
Because like game one, he wasn't bad, but I mean, he wasn't particularly great. I mean, I would have loved to seen him make a save against Nick Paul on that breakaway. Like I thought he was a little over aggressive there. Um, the Sergachev goal, he just didn't see. Um, and then in game two, he pitches a shutout. Yeah. Game three. 16 saves, but it yeah, was a shutout. It was a shutout. Game three, he was awful. He was absolutely awful in game three. Yeah. I mean, like if the abs at least got some adequate goal tank, I think they could have won that game. Cause I liked the abs. It would have been game. close. At least. It would have been closer. Um, game four. He's fantastic. Unreal yeah. in game four. Not nine forty nine on 39 Nine. shots. And he, the one goal, was that the game where fucking Hedman had that backhand? Yeah, that was that, that one. We were, we were yeah. in the arena for that one. He just had a total just fart. Yeah. In the second period, letting a terrible goal and stopped everything else. It was great in overtime everything. too. He was great in overtime. Then game five. Terrible. Not very good. Not the, very good. He let in a, a goal from Jan Ruda, basically along the boards, a slap shot that I do not think left the ice. No, it didn't. It didn't. It, it, it was a bad goal. Um, and then the one I would have loved to seen a save on the plot. I know we talked after that game, like Darcy Kemper, you're not, we're not expecting you to bail us out every time, but you need to bail us out every once in a while. Right. Um, when you give up the Ruda goal, you don't get the benefit of the doubt yeah. on the questionable one. Yeah. And then in game six, he was fantastic in game six. He Granted, was, in the he, third period, he faced two shots. Yeah, he was, a, he was a 950 goal. set. It was one game, great. Like, the games he won, he outperformed Vasilevsky head-to-head. Yes. The games he was terrible. He was like, terrible. <laughs> he terrible. was bad. Like, he was really totally, bad. Like, to the point where it over completely overrid his previous game. And it was like, yes. we might need Frankie. Yes. So, I'm going to miss Darcy Kemper. I really like Darcy Kemper. It's just, I think what I've learned with this Avs team is that don't get attached to a goalie because they will not be here for more than two to three years. No. When, in Kemper's case, it's one year. We knew that when we traded for him. We like, this is really a one year run because more than likely we're going to pass. Um, so we're going to miss Darcy Kemper. I'm excited to see him on the Capitals, though. I think he's going to flourish in uh, Washington. But the at end least of that for a couple, at least for a couple of years. Yeah. Once we get towards the back end of that contract, He's had a lot of injuries. Yeah. It's, and there's a, those are going to take a toll. He's He could not, be one of those guys who gets traded like on the LTIR for cap relief at the end. Yeah. Like, and, that's definitely, and also he's got a pretty decent, I think the Caps, one of their smarter moves was Charlie Lindgren. Yep. It's a backup goalie who had a good couple of games in St. Louis the previous year and I think could be something. So it's not just going to be Darcy Kemper shouldering 70 games this year. I yeah. think Lindgren might see a good number of games. And the Caps defense is not very good and they yeah. didn't make it better. The only thing they did was sign Eric Gustafson, who is a defenseman in name only. Yeah. So and Kemper is going to get his wish and he's going to face some shots. And we're going to see just, just how right I am about yeah. this theory I've had. So that, that's it for Darcy Kemper. Now we're moving on to the guys who are, are still important pieces of this team, but they weren't were, as important as, as the big three. Yeah. Um, little, I guess little, we, a little bit of a lightning round. A little bit of a lightning round. We can start with Knack, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we can start with Knack. I mean, yeah, I, go, he's going to Toronto on a one-time one. And yeah, I mean, in the playoffs, he was probably the least notable player. Correct. I'm actually, um, I'm actually kind of glad he didn't stay because then we would have had to do an episode on him. Yeah. And I really just didn't have anything to say. No, we didn't. And he was a waiver wire pickup at the beginning of the year. I thought he was a good jolt to the team. Um, it would not shock me in the least if we're talking like it's December. I wouldn't be shocked if he's on waivers again. Yeah. I mean, when do you get a waiver pickup that contributed as much as Aubrey Cubell did this season? Where I mean, you plug him in to a bottom six and he plays most of the season and pretty much all the playoff games. Yeah. Like you usually don't see that in a mid season pickup. Correct. Wa- waiver, waiver wire, wire pickups. Pickup. I mean, the for, only one I can a, think of from last contender. Yeah, the only one I can think of, yeah, for a cup contender is like Scott Wedgwood last year for yeah. the Coyotes. Like that was the only other waiver wire pickup that was notable. Um, I have, like you said, Knack was probably the most inconsequential member of the Avs. He never did anything great, but he never did anything bad. And then like, randomly in April, he could not stop scoring. Yes, very randomly, he he was great. Um, I would not be shocked if he's on a different team by the end of next season. Yeah, I mean, the, the Leafs are really banking on the, well, he just won the cup. Yeah. Uh, and he got that boost. Uh, his biggest memory will be denting the cup. Um, 
Isn't that isn't that funny? All the things that happened in the playoffs and like all the goals they scored, Knack had zero points. Yeah, that's not, that's, not a, that's not a knock on Knack and saying that he sucks. I'm just saying like that's kind of impressive. Yeah, it, it, it's almost as impressive as Val that one year where he had zero goals and zero penalty minutes. Like, right. that's pretty impressive. Um, let's move on to one I think shocked me and you both. Nico Sturm signs with the Sharks and actually gets a pretty good term and pretty good AAV. He gets a three-year contract at $2 million a year. Shocking. That surprised me, to yes. say the least. Or was it the other way around? For who? For, for was it two times three or three times two? I might have written I think it was three wrong. times two. Yeah. I'll very so, quickly look that up. Yeah, because he was making like $600,000. He was acquired at the trade deadline for Tyson Jost, which broke a lot of fans' heart getting Jostie traded away. Sorry, Devin, if you're listening. Um, to get totally off topic, I bought my sister one of the uh, – Tyson started a cameo, and I got her one of them. And I wish I would have filmed a reaction because it was fucking hilarious. Um, but you get Nico Sturm. He was another guy. He never scored for the ass. He didn't score a single goal in his 25 games he played with us. Yeah, and also we were right. It was a – Three times he was two times three, two million dollars for three years. That was interesting for to say the least, because I thought like, yeah, you might be able to get Sturm at like nine hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, um, which would have been would've... still an increase in a raise for him. Oh yeah, it it just would have been very hard to compete with what the Sharks gave him. Yeah, and... I can see why the Abs didn't didn't offer anything back. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Sturm was bad no. when he was with us. It was just, it was still the right move to trade Jost for Sturm because Sturm just fit better with what well, and you were able to get Lekin in because of it. Yeah. And, and Manson. you were able to get Lekin in, you were able to save some cap space, plus you're saving cap space this season because Jost mm-hmm. still would have had two million dollars paid to him this season. And just in the cup run, Sturm fit what we were trying to do better. And Jost probably would not have been able to survive that playoff run. And I just felt much better having Sturm against the Blues than I would have having Jost. Correct. I'll put it like uh, that. I will say I, we thought he was going to come in and be like this face-off wizard. I, I don't remember him winning that many face-offs. Um, I, I don't know what San Jose is doing. Like, I, I just I, I just don't, don't understand that. Like, I, I love Sturm. He chugged a beer in front of me at the parade. But yeah. I really just don't see the three-year term that they're handing out here. And the $2 million. Like, yeah. It's not like, chop change. That is interesting. Also, Sturm was 54% with the abs in faceoffs. Yeah, all right. Good for Better him. Yeah, good for him. Literally, literally above average. Yeah. So, like, I, I really don't know um, what like, else to say. I, I, also, I also don't know, like, how to even preview him because he's Nico Sturm. Like, he just yeah. is kind of there sometimes. And he's it's the Sharks. They suck. Yeah, they're gonna stay. He's gonna center. be a he's gonna be their fourth line center because now all of a sudden they actually have a lot of centers. They have Hurdle, Couture, Benino, and now Sturm. So I mean, if that's they're loaded on the center depth. Yeah, I mean, if that's been a problem for them over the last couple of years, you can go for it. Yeah. I don't know what they're expecting out of Sturm. But... He definitely got that Stanley Cup winner bonus. Yeah. Definitely got that bonus. Um I like I said, well, I'll when he play when we play the Sharks for the first time, I'll be like, oh yeah, Nico Sturm's on the Sharks. I totally forgot about that. Like that's what that's going to be. Yeah, he uh, he might get uh, instead of a tribute, he might get like a slide. Yeah, welcome back, Nico Sturm, and it'll be him holding the cup. Yeah, uh, but good for him, man. Glad he got paid. Uh, we got to move on to the next one. A guy who I remember when we signed him, I thought like this could be a sneaky good addition, and all the issues that plagued him during his career plagued him again. Uh, and that's Ryan Murray um, signs a one year, $750,000 deal yep. with the Oilers league men deal with the Oilers. So, and, I mean, I think that's a great landing spot for him. Yeah. I think if I there's agree. one team, he could revitalize his career with. It could be Edmonton also fine to see that Yakupov draft go full circle. Yeah. With that giant debate. The Oilers had internally about, they want Ryan Murray, but then they pick Neil Yakupov last minute. They end up getting Ryan Murray 10 years after the fact anyway. And Yakupov's no longer in the league. What a great choice in the 2012 draft. Both guys. The 2012 draft was one of the worst drafts of all time. It's terrible. One of the worst drafts. Um, But Ryan Murray for the Avs, what did he end up playing? Like 15 games, maybe? I think he played played a little more than we remember. Because I'm 
for so I'm on the Nico Sturm page still. He played no. 30, he played 37 games. 37. Yeah. And then he I forget what did he block a shot and he broke his hand or something like that. He got hurt early in the season with something. And then in about I think it was February, March. Like I'm really testing my memory here if you can. Yeah. But it was in March where he actually was looking pretty good again. Yeah. He was playing about like 18 minutes a night and I think he blocked a shot against Edmonton of yep. all teams. He played 30 seconds in that game and just never played again. Never he, played he was, again. He was, he was healed before the playoffs, but there was just no spot for him. There was no spot for him. And I, I don't think Ryan Murray is a bad defenseman at any, any level, but he, he just can't stay on the ice. Like that's been the biggest problem for him is he just can't stay on the ice. Um, So his, his abs career is interesting. Um, he won a cup, so you would have thought he would have gotten a bonus from it. He didn't get a bonus for it. I would say this Edmonton is really his last shot. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was in Columbus for a while, was constantly hurt. He was pretty decent, especially early on in Columbus. He was in New Jersey the year before, played 48 games, didn't get hurt a ton, but was that the full season? I don't know. I can no, never 50, remember. 56. I, I can never remember how long that yeah. season was. But he plays 37 this year. He was hurt on two separate occasions, was scratched for a little bit of it every now and again, and just never really had a chance to make an impact here. He was a good little safe signing when we had cap space last season. I No one had any issue with the move. It was just, can he stay healthy? And unfortunately, it was no. Yeah. So he'll go to Edmonton. I, I don't know how good he's going to be. I just hope for his sake that he's healthy. Um, and can um, make it through a full season and hopefully revitalize his career. I don't know if Edmonton's the right spot for that because they're pretty shitty defensively, um, but we'll see. Um, and then I, I think that's that's it for the players that left, right? Well, we did save the most important and best. Oh, yes, yes, we did. Jack Johnson is no longer a member of the Colorado Avalanche. We did save this one for last because it was the saddest one. Yes, this um, th- this one hurts. Yeah. Quite a bit. What a, we talked about Nazem Kadri having a career revitalization. Revi- wow, I can't even speak. Um but Jack Johnson rejuvenated his career on a PTO with the Avs. He yes. he was he, he went from league laughing stock to potentially everybody's favorite player. Yeah. Like he was on his way out of the league and because he played with the abs, he won reached thousand games played, which is a great honor in the NHL. And two, we won a Stanley cup finally. Like, and he, all he, on wasn't, a bad. he no. wasn't bad. Like, there were moments. Jack, Jack Johnson legitimately was not that bad. this season. No. there were, there were points like, especially late in the season where we were like, how do you take him out? Like yeah. he's doing everything right. It's not like you could just take him out. Cause like, Oh, you sucked in Pittsburgh. Like he's doing his job on the penalty kill. And we're just generally not noticing when he's on the ice, he's doing everything that Pednar is asking him to do. How, how do you really take him out? Like th- there were games he was playing over 20 minutes against Pittsburgh. He played 23 minutes. Yeah. That's hilarious. Like, like that's so fun. Like against Calgary, that Calgary game in Calgary with no McKinnon, he played 20 minutes. Yeah. And he, he raves. Yeah. He was, he was really good with the abs and we both thought he was coming back. Like th- there was no doubt in our mind that he was going to be back with the abs and he ends up signing with probably the worst fit that you could think of. Like this, the this Chicago Blackhawks. This one hurt the most of anything else. After, after everything we've been through together, Jack, all, all the ups and downs and all the, the the character arcs we went through over the last year, just simply with Jack Johnson's career alone with both myself and him quickly turning into my favorite player on the team without question, not Berkey doesn't count, but <laughs> and w- winning a Stanley Cup, playing minutes like in the Stanley Cup final and I, I said, like, why, why not just retire, man? Like, yeah. You're not going out on a better high than this. Instead, he takes a, a one-year $900,000 deal in Chicago, which I imagine was the best money. But, like, Chicago, man, right now, of all times? Is that where he's from? Is that where he's from? Is I, he from Illinois? I, I want to say know. he is. 
I he's from Indianapolis. Oh, okay. No, no. But man, right now Chicago, like what? What can they give you, Jack? What can they offer you other than nine hundred thousand dollars? Which is, he's I, going to play top line minutes. Probably he's going probably to top top D pair minutes. Okay. Seth Jones and Jack Johnson together is my favorite pairing in the NHL. That is going to be hilarious. That's and amazing. Jack Johnson's going to get traded in the middle of the season. He's going to get traded. Like he's not going to finish the year with the Blackhawks. I can okay. guarantee like, you. That. We were joking about Jack Johnson playing top line minutes. The only other options, Jake McCabe. Yeah. Like it, it, there's a real possibility where he's playing top pair defensive minutes. I'm sorry. It's 950K, not 900K. That was wrong. Yeah. So he's almost making a million dollars. Almost. And I just cannot believe he chose the Blackhawks out of anyone. Like I they I know they must have offered him the most money. Like what you can't just retire after yeah, that man. Because now you're I would have just retired. And now you have Peter Morazic behind you. Like you're starting goalies, Peter Morazic, Jack. Yeah. And you're gonna be your best option is you're probably gonna be paired with Seth Jones or Connor Murphy. And you're going to have to deal with all of the shit that comes with the Chicago Blackhawks right now. Yeah. Like, couldn't you couldn't have just retired and just have all our memories be untainted? He just decided to uh, shove it to you one more time. Yeah, personally, he oh. heard he heard what I said in September when I was a young and foolish lad. <laughs> Oh, man. But yeah, Jack Johnson, best of luck to you, man. I don't think it's going to work out, but oh, uh, I, I, he's got a guaranteed 950K contract. Maybe yeah, that's he, true. Maybe he takes it and is just like, ah, my, my leg and just goes on LTIR for the rest of the season and just hangs it up with an extra almost million dollars in his pocket. I wouldn't hate that for him. I would love I think that's the best case. Now, obviously not for Jack to get injured. I'm saying he's injured. Quote, yeah. Quote. And he, just get he paid. Pulls a, he pulls a Marion Hosa and is allergic to his jersey. <laughs> but I mean that that pretty much concludes our in memoriam. Oh, we forgot there were a couple other guys. You had uh Kiefer Sherwood, Jordan Gross, both AHL guys left for Nashville. Um I do not know what you want me to yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. But uh yeah, I mean that's pretty much it for our in memoriam episode. I don't have really anything else for it. Yeah, I mean, well, we're never going to talk about those guys again because they're not here <laughs> anymore. And Berkey and Jack, I'm going to miss them the most. Going to miss Kadri. Going to miss Kemper. Well, I'm not going to miss Kemper. He's coming. He's coming yeah, to you're, you're so, still going to get to watch him. If anything, I'm going to see him more than I ever did yes. in Colorado. So you're going to see where all that goes in time, but it is going to do it for us and our In Memoriam Reel and for our whole season review slash preview series. It's finally over. We did every single one and the next time you hear from us we're going to be going back to our normal schedule or slightly modified normal schedule Correct. where instead of thursdays and mondays we're going to be doing wednesdays and sundays so just a day earlier to accommodate my new schedule and everything but really no difference we're going to once this one is done the first i don't i haven't scheduled it out yet so it's either the first wednesday or the first sunday we're going to be back with a normal episode, starting to preview everything, having some guests back on, but that's going to do it for this little series we had going. Definitely did not go the way I was planning it to, no. but we got know? there. Those things happen sometimes. They happen every once in a while. Yeah, they happen every now and again, but again, that is going to do it for us on this edition Still got Kale McCarr shirts available at denvernosebleeds.com, so be sure to get in on that. Use promo code TELLITABS, it is on SeatGeek, for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at GYoungsNHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at TELLITABSIS. But if you've listened to this whole series and have stuck with us throughout the offseason when there's nothing happening, uh, we appreciate you, say the least. And, man, we're we're really close to hockey season again. It really does not feel that long ago that we won the Stanley Cup because it really hasn't really been that long. Yeah. But, like barely over two months ago right now, which is weird. Very weird, but this was a fun little – I think both of our batteries are a little bit recharged. Um, I know you're starting uh, a craziness in your life with your new job. Um, yeah. 
And I mean, I was going to address the next episode, but I guess I can just do it now since it doesn't matter. But I'm starting school again. I already started. I interned on campus with the broadcast team, and I now have a job with the Baltimore Ravens. So, game. Yeah, Griffin's going big time on us, guys. He's going big time on us. He's leaving us small fish behind. I literally log the highlights. I literally go on their computers and say Lamar Jackson made a pass to Mark Andrews. Yeah. So, so I work it, Sunday. I basically work all Sundays now. Yeah. So we will not be recording on Sundays anymore. Hence the move of days. That's correct the story. But it's really exciting. Um, where I can't wait for the season. Now that football's back, that means hockey's even closer to being back. Um, I'm ready to start talking some abs. Like you said, we could have some guests coming on the show again soon. Um but yeah, it's been a great summer. I, I don't know if this summer will ever be topped for me um, with just all of my sports teams, like winning and just winning the Stanley Cup, starting this show um, and just all the fun that's come with it. So I'm ready for season two. I am ready to go. Yeah, technically season three of the show at this point. Correct. Actually, you know what I realized? The the Manson episode was episode 200. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so we have done over 100 of our own. I'd have to go back and count them all to see which one of our own was 100. But that's pretty is, cool. Time is flying by on this show. This is going to be my third season. Yeah. But we're, I still feel like I just started. Yeah. We're, it's exciting. Hopefully we can keep our positive flow going. They're one for one in years we've been doing the podcast together. Hopefully we make it two for two. Um, But yeah, I can't wait. And just once again thanks to everyone for listening because you listen to all this craziness all the time and we appreciate you yeah it's been a great journey and we're getting ready to start it up once again here in just a little over a week so again thank you all so very much for tuning in and we will catch you all next time talking about whatever we want because we yeah. are no longer bound to players at this point we did the entire thing so we'll see you all then but until then let's go abs.